Hi, I'm Marika and welcome to Money Chill Out. On this podcast, I want to dive into the world of the often unspoken topic of money. Effective personal finance management can be a great liberator, but also a huge stress factor in our lives. After a 10-year career on trading flows in London, I want to help demystify the intimidating world of finance and have an open, honest and frank conversation. By opening the discussion, I wish you identify yourself, learn, be inspired and get empowered. Every other week, I'll be joined by guests for conversation on money, mindsets, investment habits and any best practices they abide by. So join me on this journey as we unpick the complexities of finance and get more comfortable talking about our money. And when you're ready to go further in mastering your finances, come and work with me on a one-to-one coaching. You'll grow your awareness, move on with your projects, and have an accountability buddy to track your progress. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Martin Jules Olsen. Based in Denmark and working as an engineer, he quit last summer to follow his passion for the stock market. How did that happen? When he was 18, the financial market crisis hit his family hard. His mum lost her job and he lost all of his savings. But it sparked an interest to learn more and get better. After 11 years managing his personal finance, his aim is to simplify the stock market for beginners. You want to start to invest? Let's see how. So hi, Martin. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sitting here ready for the podcast today. That's nice. So I'm super happy to have you on the show, really. And thanks for your time. I really love to exchange about starting to invest because it's often the first step that are the hardest. So I'm very keen to know your way of doing and and how you share knowledge with everyone. So can you tell us a bit about you? Yeah, so um, I'm an engineer and I live in Denmark, close to Copenhagen. I've been invested now for the last 11 years. And it's been kind of my my first, my hobby and my interest. And then lately has been my my passion for the past years. And so I turned that that passion basically into, into my full-time job now. So that happened last year. And now my my purpose is to help people get into the financial markets, into the stock market. Yeah. And I think the the main reason for that is that I experienced the the financial crisis. Back in, in 2008, me and my my family, of course, I was 18 at the time, living uh, at home. My mom lost her job and my siblings lost most of our savings as well, like the kids' savings. That was a tough one. And I think from that point on, instead of frightening me and, like, and being afraid of the markets, I rather got interested. And now my mission is to help people both get into the stock market in a good way, but also understand how it works. So you're not, you know, lose all your investment during these uh, market crashes because they come and go where we might be in the middle of one uh, at the moment. And that's super interesting, as you said, because sometimes it's easy. I mean, easy and not really the word, but like you can build wealth, but like the hardest as well is to keep it and protect it. So yeah, I, I like your perspective. And you specialize for the newbies in the market. So why is this segment? Well, I think that almost everyone can learn how to invest. And nowadays we have we have options to do it where you don't need to put a lot of time into it. You just need to 
know where to put your money and do it for the long term and how to set yourself up. So I want to show people, all newcomers to the market, how this is done, because it should be for, like I said, almost everyone. I think there would not be much of a purpose to helping people with a lot of money getting even more money, but rather helping people to to take you know their hard-earned money and make them grow over the long term and understand that that's an option for them. Yeah, I love that. So what's your assessment on, on what people need or even lack of? Basically, like I think what most people, like so the ones that I talk to, it seems that they're afraid, of course, of the market because you hear about all these stories about how people lose their money. And I think it's just a need of the basic understanding that you can put your money into the, the broader investment markets. And then from there on, long term, you can actually outcompete a lot of the investment professionals if you are invested in the broad markets and you do it for the long term. So that's kind of the need that people should, or the understanding that people should have, I would say. Okay. So it's probably bringing confidence through financial literacy, through knowledge. Yeah. I love that. And who is your target client? Like any age or sex or gender? Like, do, do you see big differences? No, it's it's not. I don't have a, like a, a demographic target. It's more my my niche is the where they are in their journey. So mm-hmm. I target people who wants to get started investing, but they don't know how to. So the people I I talk to are not necessarily you know they don't know about the financial world as such, but they know that they have to invest because they have money on the side, but they don't know how to. So they're at that part of their journey where they're just getting started. Maybe they already uh, started their investment account or bought their first stock or two. And I'm really pleased to hear that you don't see any difference between gender because normally, yeah, stock markets is probably more appealing for men. So I like it that actually it's pretty equal. Yeah. So let's dive into the practical now. So when you start, what are the first few things that you need to do? Yeah, so I would say that there are there are three things. The first one is that you need to establish your purpose of investing. So that is why are you actually doing it, right? Because you're going to put, eventually it's going to be a lot of money and it's going to be for the long term. So you need to know why you're getting into investments in the first place. Is it because you have some kids maybe that you want to help out in the future? Is it because you want to go on pension earlier? Do you want to travel the world in 15 years? You know, whatever it is. You need to know your, your purpose. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is to have an idea of your own budget. And I know that for many people, that sounds quite basic, but I think a lot of people do not have a full overview of the money that they have. So they don't really know how much money they can actually put into investments. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with that. Knowledge is uh, is power. And yeah, you would think most of people would have a precise idea of how much they earn, what they spend. But actually, there's loads of stories that I hear where either their income is volatile, so they don't really know, either there's some taxis, they're not necessarily aware that how much they're going to pay. And, and even like their spending, they're pretty volatile because you always have like unexpected items and so on. So they really can't really give you numbers. And yeah, you need to know your numbers before investing. Otherwise, yeah, you're not starting on the good ground. No, exactly. And I think that if you ask people, they will say, yeah, I know my budget, right? And then 
then you ask them to transfer. Okay, but then then transfer X amount of money every month to this investment account. And then they would be like, oh, I don't know how much I can afford to to put aside <laughs> yeah. every month, right? So I think that's the key second thing, right? So find your purpose and then know how much you can set aside every month. It could be 5-10% of your uh, your income, right? Mm-hmm. After tax. And then the the third one is to do it through an investment bank. And investment bank means a bank that deals primarily with investments. So it's not your standard bank where you have your money that you invest through, but you do it through an investment bank. So that could be like eToro or in Denmark, we have a Saxo Investor. It could be interactive brokers in the US and so on. There are many, many different investment banks. But it's like through apps, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like a proper, exactly, yeah. You need some kind of investment platform, basically, where you can invest your money from because it's a lot cheaper than if you do it through your standard bank where you have your money yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah and and then what kind of strategy do you recommend and when i talk about strategy it's more like do you want to or do you advise to go direct or maybe indirect which is investing in specific stocks or more buying like an index or an exchange traded fund so that you diversify straight away does it depend on people or do you think as a beginner you should start with the indexes? Yeah, so I think most people, they want to invest in stocks because it's interesting, right? They want to put their money into into Tesla or they heard about crypto or something. But I think like all beginners, all newcomers should try to think about what type of investor they want to be. And you can only really figure that out when you get started. It's like uh, the first time you buy a car, you cannot, you don't know what, what type of car you want before you, you know, drove the first or second one, right? <laughs> and it's a bit, bit the same here that go in, have this, find the, the broker that you, that you would like to invest through and then find the first stock index or uh, ETF as they're called, the passive investments. The first one is not so important, I think. So I think the important thing in the beginning is to just learn how to buy an investment. How is that? emotional process actually to go through buying an, a stock or an, an index you know mm-hmm. and then once you establish that like emotion basically that it is to to put your money into something that you know it, everything happens online right you don't you don't get anything as such it's just in the screen then it's it's up to the person to figure out okay would i like to invest in individual stocks and spend a lot of time analyzing them, like opening a financial report. Could they ever imagine themselves opening up a financial report and read numbers? Or do they want to be more passive about it, where they invest, like you said, in the broader market uh, through some simple broad investments, and then it largely takes care of itself. And you just need to do some maintenance every three to six months. So I don't, I don't think there's a I wouldn't recommend anything directly. You need to figure it out for yourself. Although I do think that most people that want to invest but are not necessarily super interested in the market should consider the indexes, so the passive investment, rather than stocks because you don't have to invest in stocks. I think a lot of people have that understanding that you, if you're investing, you have to do it in stocks, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I think it's as well linked to the amount of time that you want to spend and the energy as well that you want to give, because 
specific stock, as you said, it needs a lot of work. You need to look at the or the ratios. Otherwise, as you said, buying an index, an ETF, everything is kind of done for yourself. So, yeah. And any other mindful things that you need to look at while figuring out your strategy? Yeah. So the most important in no matter what kind of investor you are, the most important thing is, is your own emotions and the mindset that you have around investments. Because if you're going to invest for the next, let's say, just 10 years, you will most likely experience some sort of either a, a large correction in the market that it goes down a lot or like a market crash that it really, it really goes down. And at that moment, it's your emotions that's going to make it or break it for you. So I think it's, it's much better to learn about the investment mindset and the, how you can handle your emotions in those moments rather than learning a lot about you know, stock investing, you know, how to analyze a stock or what numbers to look for, right? Because I think like 80% of all your return you're ever going to get, it's going to come from your emotions. Like in, in the beginning when I invested, sometimes it would go up a lot. I would be super you know, happy and then sell for profit or they would go down and I would go into panic and then sell for a loss, right? It's a very emotional, bad <laughs> relationship to have with it. And you're not really going anywhere. And all study shows that the people that make it in the stock market are the ones that are in it for the long term and they stay in it, right? They don't sell just because it falls or just because it goes up, right? They, they stay in the market for long term, but then they, they win out, yeah, over time. Yeah. And I, I so love that you bring the subject of emotions because for me, I mean, I've had 10 years plus in the city in London, like trading and Emotions was never really like a topic. It was always about numbers. I, I definitely think it's a key, key element. And often you learn on the hard way, which means you learn when the like the market crashes or something. So if you can be prepared before, it saves you probably a lot of stress for later. And, and you're sure actually that what you're doing really suits with your personality, with your wealth living, that you can afford to lose as well, because it's never always going to go up. So yeah, really think it's a, it's a great, great, great advice. Yeah. So once your strategy is kind of set, probably comes the timing issues. So do you like the costs, the dollar cost averaging, which is basically is a process of investing the same amount of money each week or each month to smooth your return and your entry points? Yeah, I think, I think the dollar cost averaging like you said, where you invest a certain amount every month is a good way. I think it's hard for, for again, beginners to understand kind of the, the workings of it because it, it's something that works out over a few years. So I would rather, I think, it's a really good idea to have, uh, you have an initial amount of, of investment, right? Let's say you have uh, $5,000 uh, and in the beginning, you can split it out over the first five months. So you put in $1,000 every month to kind of ease into the market. Mm -hmm. That's dollar cost averaging, right? But then once you're done with your 5,000, then what do you do, right? And that's that's when this dollar cost averaging really comes in because that's when you have, uh, you know your budget, you know how much money you can set aside, you transfer them every month automatically, and then you invest in these uh, broader themes or indexes or ETFs as, as they're called. And then you do that over and over again. And that takes out a lot of emotion. So it's nice that you say that, uh, Marie, because it's that's where you, you you take the emotions out and you just 
bring this sort of uh, system to it. And I guess as well, you, you get used to it because every month you have the same, or oh, every week, like the same amount of money that is going. It doesn't cost you anything in a way. And at the end of the day, when you're going to look at your accounts, I mean, it's definitely growing and you would not have thought it would grow probably that much. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a super powerful habit to create. I think it takes some time to create it, you know, that you feel confident. I think the most important is that you, like there's the saying, pay yourself first, right? Which means that every month your money comes in, then on the first, you transfer the money that you decided to your investment account. So you pay yourself first before you start spending them. And if you can create that habit and you can maintain it because you automated that process, maybe that's really powerful. It's not, I don't see it as like super necessary that you invest every single month. It's more that you actually transfer the money to your investment account every single month so that it grows. And then you can invest from there every two months, every three months, whatever it is. Of course, some months are more tough than others. And then you can scale it up or down, but that's the habit that should, that should be like. Mm -hmm. And how do you make sure that you keep the habit? So it can be through an automatic transfer, but do you recommend setting kind of a meeting in your agenda to make sure that these things happen or, or what's your strategy around it? Yeah. So when I did this, so now, of course, now I started my own company. So on my, on my personal side, it's a bit more unstable at the moment. So I, I can't transfer. Uh, but when I had a, a stable job and a nine to five and pay coming in every month, it would just be automated, right? So I would just transfer X percentage of that pay every single month, automated to a certain account, right? And so then I don't need to think about it. I don't need to book myself for the first of every month to sit down and do it. It just happens and you don't need to, to think about it, right? So it's mentally out. Good. And imagine you want to invest in a specific as a class, but you're not sure necessarily about the environment or if the market cycle is beneficial for that as a class. So what tools do you personally use to get some info or know a bit more about the market and, and basically understand kind of the world that we live in? Yeah. So of course, there are, there are tools online that we can go through in just a minute, but there's also your own kind of like a, a tool of interest. So like, let's say you're into green energy or the climate, which is uh, popular, of course, at the moment, as it should be. Then if you find a, an index, it could be the, uh, now I'm just going to name drop something. It's going to be the iShares Global Clean Energy ETF, mm -hmm. where you invest in, in renewables. So that's wind and solar energy. Then you put your money there because that's in your interest. And then because you do that, it's also you create an anchor point of your interest to then look into it more, right? So for example, my first investments, I invested in a Danish wind company called Vestas. They produce uh, windmills. And because I did that investment, it kept me interested in what they're doing. And I think it's the same for the trends that I now invest in. So I, for example, also have the Global Clean Energy ETF. And so it, it keeps me on my toes to, okay, what actually goes on in this theme? So that's the first one. That's the tool of interest or the anchor of interest that is that you can invest in something that is in your interest. And then because you have your money in it, you also will maintain your interest. Yeah. And then of course, the tools were for where to look. I think that most people can get a lot of information through Reuters. I'm not sure I'm saying that correctly. R-E-U-T-E-R-S. Yeah. Reuters 
and their business section. So if you create just a login, you can actually read almost all their articles for free. And it's, you know, it's a great source. It's where a lot of the newspapers get their information from. Yeah, and even traders, to be honest, they used to use it as well. Exactly. Of course, if you are new to the financial market, like completely new, it can be tough to read those articles because they don't explain, I think, very well to new people. It's more advanced language in terms of finance language, right? Mm -hmm. So it took me some time as well when I started to kind of get into the language. But that's how it is with all, all subjects. And then otherwise, actually, BlackRock, the one that creates these iShares ETFs, they have some really good reports through their website. If you are in the, in the US, the American markets, you have Vanguard, and Vanguard also produce a lot of good reports about next coming themes and mega trends and so on. Okay, so the biggest asset managers in the world have their produce their own reports and you can easily access them and yeah, you're going to have a feel of the trends. and Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I think what people, of course, what they do is they go on YouTube or they go on Reddit. I am, you know, I do that as well myself sometimes, but then you get lost in all these people that want to, you know, try and have an opinion about something and you it gets a bit... Facts versus opinions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you want the facts. Exactly. Uh, I want the facts and you want to be sure of your source because a guy or girl on, on YouTube don't necessarily, unless they have like a, you know that they have an education or you double, you know, you back check them a little bit or maybe they have a PhD or something. Then it's, then it's okay, of course. But if you're just someone that just sells fear, you know, like the market's going to crash videos, which is in abundance, then you're not going to get the right information. Yeah, cool. So what about you? Like you started, you said to invest 11 years ago. Yeah. So what does your portfolio look like now? Yeah. So maybe I'll just take it a little bit back quickly. So I started with individual stocks because I, I don't know why, like I, I don't come from, my mom works in a, in a bank, of course, but it's not like I have a financial education. My dad is an engineer and I studied to be an engineer later on, but somehow it was interesting to me to open up these financial reports of the companies and read the numbers. So I started- That's impressive. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was, there was something interesting about it. And I think it goes well actually with this engineer mindset of numbers because it is numbers that you can put into an Excel sheet and all engineers like Excel, right? Mm -hmm. And you can make graphs and, and whatever, right? You can nerd it out. So in the beginning, it was a lot of stocks, individual stocks, and then the last like three to four years, it's been more towards the themes, the broader themes in the world. So that means you invest through these ETFs. And for people that don't know, listening to this podcast, an ETF is just a way that you can follow a certain theme or a sector and you buy it just as you buy a stock. So they're super easy to get and they follow an entire sector. So they follow a lot of stocks in that sector through one single investment. That's really nice. And I've found that out, I think, by chance a few years ago that you can actually do this because it's known within the finance world, of course, ETFs have been around for many years now, but normal day people that don't work in finance, they don't know about ETFs, right? They know about stocks. So now my portfolio is like 40, 45% individual stocks and then 50, uh, yeah, 55, 60% of ETF or passive investment into themes and the broad market. Yeah, especially I would have thought it would be the contrary. You start with maybe like the broader market and then you specify buying your specific stocks. I, I like it that you actually did the other way around. <laughs> That's great. And, and where can we find you? Like, do you have anything you want to share? 
Yeah, so you can go to investwithmartin.com and in there I have my portfolio you can check out. And now that you ask, I also have my basics course where I take people like through the, you know, the basic knowledge that you need before you get started investing. So it's like a knowledge course where I take people through everything you need to know. I'm actually, uh, I think I can announce it, but I'm, I'm migrating over to uh, eToro, the investment platform eToro. Yeah. Because they have this uh, copy trading function where you can copy a trader. Because a lot of people are interested in my portfolio. I can see that when they go on my website where they click and it's the portfolio, right? And I was approached by eToro actually to, they wanted me to, to create my portfolio there so people can follow a passive ETF portfolio through eToro. That's super interesting. Yeah, love that. Cool. So thank you so much, Martin, for this discussion. I love to exchange about way of doing and, and it's super motivating, I find, to help individuals to go forward and, and definitely make their money work. And knowing that financial literacy is a bit low everywhere in the world, it's great. And I love to hear about initiatives like yours to really empower people. So um, thanks a lot for sharing and um, yeah, wishing you the best in the adventure. No, thank you. And, and you too. Thank you for inviting me for this podcast. It's been a blast to, to be part of it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. So at the end of this episode, I hope you're as enthusiastic as I am. You can find the notes and the key takeaways on my website at maricafino.com. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and spread the word. Thank you.